y'all hear me? I hear myself. Jamil, I need something to hold this, please, because it's going to slide off. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Everybody doing good? It feels good to be back home. I like this setting. Amen? Give me just a moment. Uh, that song speaks to the heart of the message that God put in my heart to speak about. And uh, it's really important because God, in this message, is wanting us to deal with things on the inside. Amen? He wants to deal with the things in our heart. And more importantly, he wants us to live holy. He wants to be able to take our hearts and be able to use our hearts for his glory and, and move us out of the way so that we're not trying to be the center of anything. Amen? So that's why that song is so important because we want to be holy before God. We want God to accept our worship and our praise. We want our efforts to be out of the way so that he can get the glory. So he can use us to bless other people. Amen? I, I need something to hold this. Amen? Okay. Uh, we're going to be coming from James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. Amen? And I want to start off, you all pray for me. I get a little shy at times. And then they got this professional microphone up here. I'm not used to this. It feel like Janet Jackson or somebody, you know. I think, I think I'm cool. I'm not like Janet Jackson. So I'm used to having a microphone in my hand and not used to having my hands free. So just pray for me, guys. Uh, but we're going to be reading from James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. But I'd just like to start off by thanking Jamel and Matt for this opportunity to stand before your people. Thank you guys for even, even believing in me to, enough to even be up here before everybody. Amen. Because I'm not perfect, and I'm not trying to live a life to make people think that I think I'm somewhere that I'm not. I'm just like everybody else. So I'm very humbled for this opportunity. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to pray before we get started. Jesus, we just come to you, God, to thank you again for this opportunity, God, for this moment right now, Lord. We just stop and say thank you. We ask right now, Father God, that you will just continue to open our hearts to you, Lord, that you will be able to speak life and to breathe life into us, God, to heal us, to deliver us, to set us free, God, to do everything that you want to do in our lives, God. And I pray right now in Jesus' name that you will put me under your submission, God, everything that I speak, everything that I do, God. Right now, I'm giving myself to to you asking that you will remove me God and that you will speak to me speak through me speak for me God and and just let your message be let it be clear God whatever it is that you want to speak to your people God I pray that you make room through me to let that be done God but I pray that you have your way God have your way God I pray that you touch our hearts and that you do things in us that we didn't even know you could do Lord but we thank you for the opportunity to recognize the things that we need to see about ourselves God and we thank you for that change we thank you that these things will make us aware, God, that they'll help us to deal with things in a different, from a different perspective, God. But Lord, I pray more than anything that you get the glory, the honor, and the praise from all that we do, God. And we just thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So James, uh, I've never even preached from James before. He is such a tough teacher to me. He's tough because he's blunt. He's just to the point. So he, and I'm kind of like that. I'm sweet, but I'm kind of like one of them type of people where I'll say things and I'll tell you the truth, but I want to say everything so nicely so I don't hurt your feelings. But James is like, it is what it is. You, hey, that's kind of how he is. So when Matt sent this to me, I was like, dang, really? You want me to say this? <laughs> dang, he got me doing the hard stuff. But we're going to deal with our hearts and we're going to deal with the things that take place internally inside of us, all right? And I know we don't have a lot of time, so y'all pray that I can get through this, amen? So I'm going to be reading now. And it, in James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10, it says this What causes wars 
And what causes fightings among you? Is it not your passions that you are that are at war in your members, which is talking about inside of us? You desire and you do not have, so you kill. And you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly, which is enmity with God. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is in vain that the scriptures say he yearns jealously over the spirit which he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded, you men of double mind. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to dejection. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. James, I told y'all he's blunt, so he said a, a whole lot. He just like tore us up for real. But this is dealing with the matters of the heart and dealing with the fact that sometimes we get in the way of God being able to use us and do certain things because sometimes we want to do what we want to do, you know. And that can be in the workforce and it can sometimes be in God's house, amen. And it's for several different reasons. Um, but he asked these questions. And sometimes if we could bring it home a little bit, and excuse me if I go through these notes, um, he's just describing how we can... Um, be so caught up in ourselves that we forget that, that God is supposed to be the center of this thing. Amen. And what happens when God can't be the center of things is it causes us to be in our flesh. So we're doing things out of our own will, out of our own intentions. We're just doing things the way we want to do it. And God is like, wait a minute, I got to tone you down. Because we're, we're, everything we're doing, even in the house of the Lord, it can be effortless and in vain if we're always doing things that make it, make it look like it's about us. So nothing is about us, not the praise team, not the preachers. Every, everything that we do in this house should be to glorify God. So, you know, no matter how much we dress up, I got my weave in my hair looking like Jade and all that today, but <laughs> I'm just being silly, but no, it, it's not, it's not about this outer appearance, amen, it's not about me being up here to be seen, and I'm really shy, so I don't really like the stage, so I just throw it out there, but um, anyway, we want to glorify God, amen, and when we tend to try to do things out of our own effort, of course I said this, it, it, it shows how fleshy we can be, and it also keeps it makes what we do for God fruitless. It makes what we do almost seem like we're bearing bad fruit and not good fruit, which is to display the, the, the spirit of God and his characteristics. Amen? Amen. So in um, this particular chapter, it touches a little bit. I think in chapter 3, I wrote, put it in my notes here, uh, leading up to this, it, he's still sharing his thoughts about the results of even having bitterness, jealousy, and um, selfish ambition in our hearts. And he's talking about how... Sometimes in these situations, we don't even know it's there, but sometimes these situations are in our life to show us, to help us to understand what we feel like we're lacking. So sometimes it could be a person. Maybe somebody's in a position or maybe somebody's doing something you want to do or maybe you want to lead or maybe you want more attention. Sometimes when you are in a position where these type of resentments are in your heart, sometimes God is allowing you to see these things about yourself and even the way you feel about somebody else to let you know that you're longing for something else. And sometimes in these positions when we're angry or bitter or whatever the case is, it's... it's 
you don't, you really, you're looking at somebody and you're judging them and you have no idea what, what they've been through. So sometimes in these situations, you think, oh, man, she looks happy. Oh, man, he has this or that or she has the look or she's big or she's small. You know, we could do all these comparisons and then we compare ourselves to these people and have no idea that we all have the same struggles. We all hurt the same. And if we all sat down and kept it real with each other, we would be surprised at the things that all of us have experienced that can cause people to look at us completely different you we just don't know so I guess in to a certain extent it's it's important for us to just try to come in here not only just to lift up God but just to love and support one another take the time to just get things out of your heart that cause you to look at another person and to judge them based off of whatever and just ask God to cleanse you from that thing because sometimes what you don't think you like in somebody else is something that you're actually dealing with yourself and part of it is it deals with not having inner peace. So sometimes we think we want more fame or we think we want more attention or we want to lead in all these things. And God is just trying to let you know that he wants you to be content in him, to have your identity in him. It's not so much about we might think, oh, I want to lead. I love to sing, y'all, but I'm not like, oh, hey. I'm not like Beyonce, uh, Joy. Joy ain't here today. But I like to sing, but I still need to, you know, sharpen some stuff just so that I can have my confidence. But what I'm trying to say is this. Just have the right heart about everything that you choose to do. Have the right heart. Amen. It's so much. I put so much in here that I'm not sure what all is going to get to come out. Um, but as we start relying more on God and stop looking at people, we begin to have more inner peace. You have more inner peace and you, you're more content. So even if you desire certain things and you see things happening around you, you learn when you put yourself in a position to focus more on God and not other people and just focus on your relationship itself. It gives you such a security that it just makes everything balanced about you, you know, because you're not so much as worried about, ooh, well, look at her. And she's always getting to sing and he's always getting to preach. And he, you know, whatever those things are, it kind of helps you as you get closer to God and develop a relationship with God. It helps you to have peace and contentment and security in who he made you to be amen because that's what's really important so like I put in here a couple of things that um, just talk about what causes the envy and the strife and the bitterness and a lot of times these things take place much much more before we become an adult so it may take place uh, based off of how we were raised and nurtured um, these situations shape us, you know, and as we get older, we start to look at other people, their careers and their success, and then we want to compare themselves, compare ourselves to them. I remember a time in my life where I think I had just left Ford, and I had had it in my mind that I was going to open up this community outreach center, which is still the goal. It's what I want to do. But I remember being so low because I struggled. The economy fell, and I was in, in and out of foreclosure for, I don't know, how, like six years, y'all. It was a lot. But I remember meeting all these new people and I think we had just shifted to the Soul Center. And something happened. You know, I, I knew that I was struggling and I knew I was working and trying to figure things out. And I knew what God wanted me to do. But I remember just looking around and I met all these people, Sean and Angel and I think Kanise and everybody was doing their thing with their college and having their degrees and working in psychology and all that. I'm like, man, what am I doing? Because in my heart, I thought, I'm not getting ready to make any more debt. I didn't want to go to school and then have all this debt to pay back if my income wasn't going to cover what I was getting ready to do. But anyway, it, it, it brought me to a realization that even being around certain people, and I don't have no problem being real, but it brought me to a realization that I started wondering, I started feeling incomplete like I wasn't doing something. And it wasn't that I wanted to do what they were doing, but I started checking myself like, 
Anika, you know, what? why are you not, you know, getting into what you want to do, you know? But it just kind of gave me a realization. And it, I can't say that it was envy, but at the same time, it still pushed me to want to, to get in the grind. And, and it, it motivated me to want to better myself. So, so these things that we see are sometimes nece not necessarily to say that you're jealous or that you're angry or that you're bitter because somebody has something that you're not. But it lets you see that God, you know, God, it helps you to understand the desires of your heart. God's showing you what's really in your heart, whether it be a relationship, marriage. I want all of that. And, I get, and I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm just going to confess some things today. I have some wonderful friends, wonderful. A lot of y'all are in here that are married with families, and I am so happy to see these positive examples because some of the things I've experienced make me feel like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. And it's just, it's, and I'm not going to blame anybody. I'm not out, out to blame anybody, but sometimes we can be affected and hurt so bad that we don't even feel like we have hope in those areas. So being around so many of my friends makes me change the way I should think and feel about certain things because I want those good things to happen for me. Amen? Okay, so let's see what else we're talking about in here. It's a lot. It's a lot, y'all. So we talked about these wars that, that we deal with within ourselves. We talked about the desires for marriage, maybe family, children, a fancy home, a nice car, nice clothes, to lose weight, to gain weight. I need to lose some. Um, but we, we talked about all these things, to be accepted, to be popular, and all those things. But sometimes the things we desire and the things that we think we want can also lead us to destruction. So you may think that what you think you want is good for you, and it's not to say the relationship or anything like that, but sometimes just trying to fight your way in your flesh to do what you want to do sometimes can cause destruction because what happens is we get so caught up in what we want to do that we forget about God. And what, what, what's important in that area is the fact that God is the giver of the gift, but he, he also knows us better than we know ourselves. So... It's like maybe if he made me fancy and, and I could sing, maybe I would be up there doing my thing thinking, you know, she's tearing it up. And it ain't even for him. You know what I'm saying? So even in the secular world and the spiritual world, you, you're sacrificing something and you're doing something for someone else. Beyonce ain't up there dancing because she's like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm up here. You know, whatever she chooses to do. She's not up there like, you know, hey, this is about me. She's giving it for her crowd. So in the, in the spiritual sense, as far as what God puts inside of us and our gifts is to give him glory. It's always to give him glory. And anytime we want to get caught up in ourselves and want to be selfish about what we're doing or, you know, even using positions of and being an authority and just feeling like because you are an authority that you you have a right to talk any kind of way to people is not of God because you always in everything that you do regardless of where God takes you your character is everything Amen. it takes you places that maybe your education can't go and it open doors for you so your character is everything you have to have the right heart so if God blesses you and puts you in a position to do anything, it needs to, you need to glorify God with that thing. You let, let him use you. It's when God uses you, it makes everything that we do so effortless. That's what the anointing does for us, amen? And it's something, you know, in your character, that's something that we can take anywhere we go, whether it be at church or whether it be at home or whether it be at work. People are watching us, and sometimes our actions and is the only Bible that people will read. So those things are important. So we've got to deal with those things in our heart. Amen. So I'm going to read a little bit about envy, jealousy, and resentment. It's triggered sometimes by position, power arrangements, and lack of trust, and transparency, and miscommunication. And I can see how some of these things can happen. I remember being at a church 
And I was over everything, God. I was over like three or four different choirs. And then one day I came in and just found out the day, you know, that service started that, oh, you're not doing this anymore. And it made me feel a certain type of way. Not because I couldn't adjust to the change, but miscommunication. This is something that I shouldn't have walked into. So these are things that can cause us to have resentment and anger and frustration in our hearts, which is normal. But at the same time, that situation developed so much character in me. You know, at the time, it was ugly. You know how when you get mad about something, you hold on to it for so long and you just can't let it go? Every time your friends see you still talking about the same issue, and they're like, oh, God, here she come. Oh, she can talk about this choir stuff again. You know, because that's how we do. We harbor, harbor all this anger and frustration. Uh, but what I did learn is through these things, um, and this also deals with, like, self-ambition and things, is we need to learn how to quit trying to be in control and just let go. Sometimes God is trying to strip you to develop more character in you. And uh, what I learned through that situation is that it prepared me for other situations that were going to take place in my life, and I handled it so much different. So if something came up and it threw me off, I just let it flow. Even if I knew that the intentions of somebody else was wrong, that was not my problem. And God let those things crumble all around me. And it wasn't for me to say anything, and it wasn't for me to prove a point. But God wants us to be secure in him. Not anything else, not a position, not what, regardless of what your title is, it ain't about you. So use your positions and the things that you do to glorify God and make sure that your character lines up with that thing. Okay, it says that envy is the most unmentionable emotion. It's perhaps the most persuasive and powerful of all disruptive emotions, and it affects our environments, which we know that. Anytime you're carrying all that in your heart, it's just bad energy. Sometimes it's on your countenance, so people can see that. When you're harboring all these things in your heart, whether it be whatever it is that's ugly, we've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, it causes you to draw negative energy. Your energy is negative around other people, and then you tend to, and I'm not meaning to point fingers, but we tend to sometimes want to cling to people and, oh, you know what, I don't like her. I don't like him. He's always, and she thinks she's, and blah, 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 and then you just spread and mess. And those things, <laughs> it's just, you know, you, it, you just don't want all of that in your heart. So check, so check those things. It says that jealousy is envy's cousin, and it usually carries more suspicion. So sometimes it's subtle. You know, but these things, even though they're ugly, God wants us to recognize these things in our hearts and use it in a positive way to channel what is really going on. Because some, it's not, regardless of what we feel, it's not about what you see in somebody else. It's about what God needs to do in your heart and maybe what you truly desire. So be open and honest enough to be able to tell God what you really want. And be patient enough to trust him with your life and what he wants to do in your life. Amen. Okay, now we're going to deal with uh, the fact that the scripture in James chapter 3, verses uh, 3 through 4, it says here that you do not have because you don't ask, and you ask wrongly. And, you, and it says here that you spend it on passions, and it calls us unfaithful creatures. And what this is talking about is just God knowing our true motives about everything. So sometimes we want things. We want to lead, and we want to do this and that, but it's not so much about because you want to help or to make a difference. It may be because you want to be in control. And that's where the problem comes in. This is just dealing with self-ambition. It says that self-ambition can be characterized as a lifestyle based on get. Typically uses and disregards others on a quest to advance yourself. So that's why we need to have some awareness. Amen. It says Christians are to do nothing through selfish ambition because Christians are to develop a lifestyle of service and selflessness. 
So everything we do needs to glorify God. Amen. It also says here, what is the point of selfishly acquiring power or prestige when God says that there will come a time when people will throw away their money in the streets and that these things can be a stumbling block? And what in, uh, it's a stumbling block to what's really important. So just know that whatever you're desiring in your heart, God's timing is perfect for it. And if you can't do anything, increase your faith in your heart to believe God for what you really want. Because I can honestly say, Outside of having a marriage, and that's not the goal. I'm trying to get this career thing going. I do want, I really do want to be married. I do. So, Lord, yeah, thank you. But I'm trying to say, how am I trying to say this? Y'all pray for me because I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, We just don't need to get in the way. And sometimes, even when we're wanting and desiring things, sometimes we don't want to wait for God. We want to go out here and do it ourselves. You know, we want to jump from relationship to relationship thinking that we can make things happen. But just don't rush his course. But that's what I was getting ready to say is that um, God has shown me so many times, guys. I mean, when I say that I know that I don't deserve everything that he's done for me, um, I mean, you all know the story. I've told this so many times. I lost a home, and when I lost my home, I didn't have anywhere. I didn't even have the funds to even move directly into something else. So imagine how I felt. I remember moving, and I had to move in with my cousin, and I'm so happy. I had three dogs, okay? I had three dogs, and I moved in with my cousin uh, until I got situated, but I remember coming to church trying to cover up that shame. And I tried, you know, to smile because I'm always, you. if I told y'all half the things I did with, you would be so surprised. You, would, you wouldn't even think that I'm the same person if I really just unveiled some of the things that, I, that I've experienced. But I just remember trying to come in and clap and, you know, oh, praise the Lord. And I just broke down. And I'm happy for that because I don't need to be trying to carry all the sadness. I was glad that God took them layers off. That's what church is supposed to be about. This atmosphere should be set for us to be healed. People should come in here regardless of what they're dealing with. And that's why it's important for us to have good, clean hearts. You know, and the intention as far as, you know, being in service together needs to be set because people are coming in here for something. I ain't coming in here to, to just hang out. I'm coming in here because I need God. I want, I want God to change me. Amen. And I know, I know his power to be real. You know what I'm saying? I know what he's done in my life. And I desire to see that for everybody because he can break some chains, y'all. He can break some chains. He's, he can break some chains in your life. And, and that's probably pretty much the heart of this message is that his power is so real. Do not look at people and think that, that it's the blessings that you see on somebody else is just for them. It's for you. God died and he fought for so much for us to have freedom and liberty. So we have to fight against the things we deal with because God didn't just do it for them. He did it for us. So we have to fight for what it is that we want, even if it's just peace of mind and, and, and happiness and just being content in who he blessed us to be. Amen. But what I was going to say, too, is that um, he has blown my mind. Y'all, he, I didn't even have the funds to move. I told y'all that. But when I lost my home, it was great. I got it built. I lived in it since 25 years old. I'm like, woo, go Jesus. He really was showing out, you know. But when I was moving, I would just kind of talk out loud, and I would call Frida and be like, man, Frida, wherever I'm moving to, I hope I can get a basement because blah, 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 and I'm going to work out and all this stuff. I remember sharing this story. But he blessed me with a house so 
big. First of all, it was just me and Jade, and then now it's me, Jade, my brother, and my nephews, okay? So that's five people, right? And the dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, he blessed me so abundantly, Matt. That house was five bedrooms. It had a full basement. Me and my daughter's rooms was down there, so it was like we had a whole other house downstairs. It was the bomb. Then it had a sunroom, and then it had a doggy door to let my dogs out, you know, into the yard. And I mean, you know, that's why I'm telling you that God, he cares about everything that concerns you because I didn't say, Lord, I need this. I didn't, I knew what I wanted, but he gave me what I needed and more, and it was nice. So if I would have tried to fight against what he was doing, I would have missed out on a blessing. I would have missed out on a blessing. So that's in the same essence. Don't fight against God. If he's shifting you or moving you in a different area or even just trying to get you to tone your attitude down, let him do his work in your life because you're missing out on something totally big. Amen. And so this is the crazy part. So I thought I was settled, right? I'm in this house and I'm like, yay, you know, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to stay until they let me buy it. And then the lady calls me two months before my lease to sign a new lease to tell me I have to move. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I, and we, we had just came here. This is when we merged together as one church. And when I tell y'all, some Sundays I would want to come in here and just scream. I'm like, God, can I get a break? I was in school and just all these transitions. It was like, Lord, have mercy. On top of that, my brother is my everything, okay? I don't know if God is using him to teach me about how to deal with a man. I don't know. I don't know. We, we type, but we, we all get on each other's nerves. That's the truth. We, my brother, he'll make breakfast and leave all the dishes and, you know, just little silly stuff like that. But anyway, um, he was getting ready to leave and go out of town. My daughter was considering going out of town. My nephew was going to college, and it broke me. On top of that, I was dealing with other things in my life personally. And when I tell y'all it broke me down, y'all had no idea that sometimes Jamel came over, and I, I was, he was in my room. I remember him sitting on my bed, and I cried so hard. I said, Jamel, I said, I feel so out of control. I feel like I'm about to lose my mind. And he said, you know, just let it go. And I'm thinking, no, I feel like I'm about to lose my mind. I, I don't even think that I can even explain to y'all seriously what I was going through. When I tell y'all that I cried and I cried and I cried and I couldn't control all the pain and anxiety that was hitting me, it was so bad. But even in the midst of that, Jamel walked me through it and I just kept going forward and I kept playing that song intentional about how all things work together for our good and I just kept playing that song because I know that God had already did so much for me. It wasn't that I doubted him, but it's like, Lord, where do I look? It's just the same feeling all over again. And I'm like, what in the world? Embarrassed? Like, you know, what am I doing? So anyway, God blessed me again. That's why I'm saying that like, he, if you let go, he will keep blowing your mind. He'll, and all these things happen to keep you to have faith, to continue to believe God for what he says he will do for you. Stand on his word. So he blessed us again, y'all. He blessed us with a house even nicer, a little bit more modern. It still had a sunroom. It had three full bathrooms and three floors. I'm like, wow. The yard was fenced in, and then the people th where I moved at was like, I'm not charging you a fee for your pets at all. No deposit or no monthly fee. 
And the crazy part about all of that is in that situation, the man never met me. He kept showing me houses, you know, I would find them on the website. He said, go, here's the code, go check this one out. So I called about this house, and when I called him, he said, oh, somebody's already got this house. And I was like, oh, man. So then the next day he called back, and he said, look, um, something fell through with this house. He said, if you want it, come see me. I was there the next day. And, and he, uh, I, I didn't even meet him. I only met him when I closed. He was like, this one is perfect for you. I know that we looked at something else, but this one fits you more. But it just goes to show you, and I'm not trying to make this about me, that God cares, y'all. Don't ever doubt, don't ever doubt that he don't care about you. Don't ever doubt or look at anybody else and feel like, you know, something's happening for them that's not going to happen for you, because it is going to happen. But we've got to stay positive, and we've got to have faith and believe and not let what's going on around us or what we see or what we think looks so great make us feel like we're missing something because he didn't make any mistakes with anything that has to do with our lives. Amen? Okay, I'm going to try to go really fast. Let's see. What else is on here? Oh, I'm going to go through this a little bit. Um, Based off of, you know, what's in our hearts, sometimes if we harbor these things in our hearts, it causes our prayers to be unanswered. And we touched a little bit on that because, you know, if you're, you're coming from a bad place, how do you, excuse me, how do you expect God to bless you? mess. If you have all this in your heart, what do you think he's going to do for you? If you're, you're speaking death on people or even just speaking hate, what do you think? You know, they say you reap what you sow, so you've got to change those things and kind of reverse what we're doing because this is the type of fruit we bear. Amen? So it says here that if, to be a fruitful Christian, this is pretty much used as a metaphor. The fruit is, describes the produce of our lives. Fruit can either be good or bad. A fruitful Christian will produce better results. The fruit of righteousness is the tree of life. Fruit is a direct re result of whatever controls our hearts. Did y'all hear that? So I'm going to go there. I'm going to skip on through. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we've got to move ourselves out of the way. Uh, he desires for us to be fruitful because that's the way he works through us. Amen? So we're going to keep moving so I can go fast for y'all. Uh -uh, I'm trying not to scooby A. I don't want you to come up here and play the song. That's the cue to get off the stage. <laughs> I peeped I pee, I pee that. Uh, you know, I exit that away. Amen? Um, let's see here. Basically, another part of the scripture where it talks about what, how you have not because you ask, um, sometimes as far as like the intentions of our hearts uh, deals, it, it, God is also trying to let us know that when we desire to do our own thing, that it makes him jealous because more than anything, he wants us to desire him. He wants us to desire and love him so much that it consumes our hearts. And, and, and you need, we need that because sometimes when we are not in him, we're functioning on our own and we're trying to do things the way we want to do them. But also it, show, it, we, it shows that we're, we're, we're too busy focused on, on, on other things and not on what God wants to do. And anytime we're in God and in his presence, he's directing everything that we do, showing us our purpose and just trying to get us where we're supposed to be. So that's the purpose of staying with him. So yes, he's jealous. He's jealous because you making something else your God. You making, you know, this position, you know, to be what you feel like you're supposed to do. And he's like, no, come over here. Let me teach you some things and develop you. I'll do it for you, but just have the right heart about it. Amen? Uh, these things uh, can be destructive because when we act the way we want to act, it not only affects what we're dealing with, but it causes us to treat other people differently. 
People don't deserve it. I know we've all, if anybody's got kids or even your close friends, sometimes when you're dealing with stuff, you have so much on your mind, Jay, to tell you, when I'm overwhelmed, it's like, girl, get out of my space. I'm trying not to take nothing out on you. And that's what happens sometimes. You, the people you love, you'll take, take it out on them. We recently had a dog that just popped up at the door. And it's so funny, y'all, because Jay, she's all got her life planned out, right? And she's like, I'm going to get me a Siberian Husky, and I'm going to name him Kanye. And, Mama, you're going to keep him, and you're going to babysit He's going to get in your bed. I'm like, no, nah, he can get in my bed with all that hair. Nope. You know, all, my dogs don't shed, so I think I'm all that. So, anyway, she's at home, and this dog just pops up. She's sitting down folding clothes, and this little face of a puppy comes in the uh in the door, and she's like, oh, my God, Mama, guess what's at the door? She's sending me pictures every five. She's always texting me, like, stop texting me all the time. Even when I, when I was working on my message, Matt, she kept texting me, sending me pictures of the dogs on her lap. I'm like, so what? I'll be down there in a minute. Like, gosh, I was trying to concentrate. That's what took me so long. I'm blaming it on Jay. Okay. So anyway, yeah, this dog comes, and uh, I'm at home around trying to, you know, get rich and, you know, do this life rich and famous type situation. I'm trying to do all this. And she's like, come on, you got to come home. Oh, my gosh, she's pretty. Can we keep her? And then my brother's sending pictures. Oh, we're going to name her such and such. And, uh, you know, they sending me all these pictures. But to make a long story short, I got home, and the dog was beautiful. She was oh so precious. So I walk in, and she comes up to me, stands up. I'm rubbing her. And then she walks off and just go climb on my couch and sit down like, uh, well, anyway. And I was like, get out, little girl. But to make a long story short, I enjoyed that moment. But then I freaked out because I realized I cannot have four dogs. So the frustration came in because I started making phone calls. Can somebody come get this dog? And I remember getting so angry that I shut down because I'm like, I can't keep it. I don't want to lose this home because I have more dogs. And my daughter kept calling me. And I'm like, look, leave me alone. So that was an example of the frustration I felt. She's trying to tell me somebody has, wants to come get this dog, and I'm like, don't call me no more, you know, because I'm just shutting down. So it just goes to show how anger can cause us to just act a little bit out of character because I was just done. But anyway, God is jealous when we put other things before him, amen? He's very jealous. So it looks like I'm pretty much close to the close of this. So what we will do is we're going to talk a little bit about what we need to do so that we can clear our hearts. And the, the first scripture that came to mind is Psalms 51, which talks about God creating a clean heart in us and renewing a right spirit in us. We need to ask God to clean our hearts, uh, resist those things, and fight against them. When you know that, you know, things are coming in your mind that are negative, more than anything, the most important thing you can do is just feed yourself the word because what you put inside is what's going to come out. So if you don't do anything, just read your word and, and speak life into yourself and meditate on those things. And in that, you'll be drawing near to God. Uh, another thing I put on here is just to acknowledge it. It's okay. We all have things inside of us that are not so cute that people may not know about. Acknowledge it. Ask God to forgive you and to purify your heart and see the truth for what it really is. Also know that when you are in a position, you know, where things that you deal with are, um, you know, you know that your flesh is acting up. Just know that it doesn't lead to anything good. Submit to God. Humble yourself. Of course, humble yourself and God will exalt you. It says that God wants to enable us to see the truth not only of him and the wonderful uh, life that he offers, but also the truth of sin and its destructive, twisted, twisting consequences. Sin leads to nothing good. There is not another equally good life out there for us uh, apart from God. God is life and all life. 
good, abundant life. So whenever we attempt to try to get our own way, it always uh, causes destructions. We hurt others, and we hurt ourselves in attempts to try to control and possess. So we must repent. Amen? And I'm just going to stop there because I think I've said enough. Amen? Amen. Amen.